Hey, welcome back to the stupid podcast for assholes. Glad to have you. I'm uh, I'm home alone. Woo! Woo! Yeah! All right. I didn't get uh, woken up by shitty old lady music this morning. So that's a good thing. Um, waiting to see what she's going to do in some form of retaliation. I had to go over there yesterday and we got into a bit of an altercation. Uh... Again, Sanchez of old would have probably yelled quite loudly, but I stayed relatively calm. I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty impressed with myself. And if you're wondering why the audio on yesterday's show was so fucking awful, let me tell you about it. So I have a blue Yeti microphone, a USB mic that plugs into my computer, which is great. And it plugs in and sometimes, whatever for whatever reason, sometimes it'll only work on one USB but it like lights up and everything, the lights on. So I'd assume it was working, except for the fact that it's not working. So it, it didn't, I was basically recording on the internal mic in my Mac, <laughs> uh, which was fine, but not as good. The audio quality is not nearly as good as it is when I'm using an external mic. So note to self, double check that it's on because it doesn't, it, it plugs in, looks on, but usually when it's actually working, it'll prompt you, do you want to use Yeti mic? Yes, I do. But we were just in such a big rush yesterday because I knew Malcolm was going to wake up any second. And remember when he got up and we heard him running around and then we heard nothing for a really long time and I thought he was drinking toilet bowl cleaner? He'd shut the door on himself up there. So uh, when Sarah went up there to check things out, yeah, he was just sitting around reading a book, waiting for someone to come get him. And I think we record, recorded like seven more minutes after he woke up. So, okay, yeah. So you're all, you're all up to speed there. And I am currently, it's 11.36 a.m. in Winnipeg. And I posted on Facebook, which stage of motherhood do you get to day drink boxes of wine? And it turns out it's right now. It's this stage. It's approximately, oh, just about two and a half. That's what I, hang on, let me have a sip. I know everybody loves when I do. It's so funny. No one else in the universe. In the universe of podcasting, nobody does this. It's actually one of the most popular things in the world to do. But everybody likes to listen to other people drinking something when perhaps they're thirsty or they're working and they can't consume alcohol. But I can, so fuck you. Uh, okay, I'm also part of a new podcasting network called the the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. <laughs> and if you don't live in Winnipeg, let me tell you a little something about Winnipeg. Once upon a time, there was a garbage dump, a huge, giant mountain of a garbage dump and they decided hey you know it'd be awesome instead of this garbage dump a big hill so they covered this huge mound of garbage in uh dirt and then grass grew on it and it's like a, a place where you go take your kids tobogganing and stuff in the winter and when i was a lot younger probably oh god oh wow is that 20 years ago yeah oh my god that's such a weird thing to say yeah 20 years ago? Wow, is that fucking weird? Man, time flies when you're mediocre. Uh, so 20 years ago, we'd drive up there, park at the top of the hill, and get wicked high, and it would be pretty relatively dark around there at that time. There wasn't very many buildings around. And we'd just look at the stars and jibber-jabber. And one time, I was up there with two of my friends. And we were high, and I lost them. And I, if you don't know me in real life, I have no sense of direction. Zero. So we're walking around up there. I can't find them now and I'm alone and I'm starting to panic because I'm alone and there's a weird old man up there. 
probably just about to masturbate while watching kids make out in their car because it's a make out point. Daryl knows a lot about make out points because he seems to fuck around a lot in his car and suck weird things out of girls' nipples. So Daryl can tell us about that at some point. Uh, yeah. So now it's just me and this old man, and I'm like, I went up to him like, did you did you see my friends? He's like, no. Do you want to come for a walk with me? No, I don't. I don't want to do that. I'm good. Thanks. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you need bus fare? <laughs> I don't. No. Thank you so much for asking. That's wonderful. So then I walked around for another five minutes and guess what my fucking asshole friends were doing? They were hiding, watching me do this. And I was like, oh my God. Cause like, you know, finally they were like, Hey, and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. That was so funny when you went and talked to that old man. That was really fun. It's like, Hey, you know, he could have uh, punched me in the face and hauled me off into the bushes. Did you guys think about that? Well, he didn't. Yeah, but he could have. And then, and then what? Stupid. We're like all alone up here. What a bunch of assholes. Anyway, that's just one, another stupid story. Uh, what else do I want to tell you about? Oh yeah. So anyway, that's the history of this garbage hill. So there's a guy in Winnipeg, I guess he went on iTunes and searched Winnipeg podcasts and my name came up. So we found me on Facebook and said, Hey, do you want in? I said, sure. Whatever. Sounds great. Let's all woo Winnipeg. Yeah. So the garbage hill, uh, network is named after the hill of garbage that we use as some kind of like recreational area now, which is fun. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you more about that when I know more about that, but I don't know much about that. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And potty training. Yeah. It's like we we started Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's day four of potty training. And yesterday went okay. It went okay. We only went through like three pairs of underwear as opposed to four. So that's pretty good. Except, uh, yeah, he, he sat down on the potty for a long time. We're like, do you have to poop? Because he's very predictable. He eats breakfast. Within 20 minutes, he's going to take a big shit. He always has. He always will. So he eats breakfast yesterday, and he sat on the potty for 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, do you have to poop? Nope. No, I don't. And it's hard because he looks you in the eye and says, no, I don't have to poop. And you kind of feel like an asshole. It's like, okay, like we've talked about this. He's told me he doesn't have to poop. Why am I pressing the issue? Just... He'll know his body. He needs to learn his body. So we let him up, let him out. I got distracted by a phone call and he walks by me super casually and all I can smell is shit. And I said, Malcolm, did you poop in your pants? No. Malcolm, did you poop in your pants? No. Come here. Nope. Come here. Ote. So he comes over and there's a lump obviously in his underwear and I was like, ah. Oh. Fuck. And of course, Sarah's in the fucking shower. Very convenient. And I was like, okay, let's go in the bathroom. And then I gave him the speech about next time he has to say, mommy, mama, I have to go in the potty. I have to poop. And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. Sure. I got it. Yeah. So we go into the bathroom and it's like, again, when shit is in a diaper, it's somehow okay. Shit in little boy underwear with whole peas in it and bits of tomato from the lunch that he stole of mine. Uh, grossed me out. It grossed me out. Made me sick. I was just like, like I gagged. I just like, whew. And then you've got to pull down his pants and he's got shit stuck to his ass. And I got to dump the thing out and I got to, now I've got to wash out shitty underwear. It's just like, fuck. Ugh. Anyway, so there's that. And then today I caught him. He was like, he, cause he gets comfortable. He like squats down, starts playing with something, gets distracted and he starts to relax. And that's when he starts to want to shit. So he let out a rank fart, like rank, rank, rotten. And I was like, oh, did you poop? No. And I was like, yeah, we've been down this path before, asshole. So I, I checked in his underpants. He hadn't. So I pulled down his pants, sat him on the potty 
and he took the most monstrous shit. It was so big, he couldn't, he, he had ran out of room in the bowl. It was creeping out of the bowl. He stood up and he had like an inch long piece of shit on his ass. Okay. <laughs> All right, I hear what you're saying. It's too much poop talk. It's just like grossing me out and it's weirding me out. And I, uh, I just hope he figures it out a little bit faster. But I mean, four days, that's not bad. I'll take it. Oh, and then I had to dump it. Anyway, okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Okay. All right. So next up, we have a segment from Rainbow Bright. And if you don't know who Rainbow Bright is, she's a long time listener, like from way back to Return to Sender. And she listened all the way through. She's been very kind to us, very generous. And uh, she's back and she wants to say a little something. And I haven't listened to all of it, but I got to tell you, she put some production into this. There's definite production value into the, in this segment, more than mine. At least she remembered to turn her fucking mic on. Okay, hang on. Here she comes. Really? That's Rainbow Bright's old cartoon theme song? Ow. Well... Of all the 80s and 90s freaking amazing cartoon theme songs like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and She-Ra. Does anybody remember She-Ra? That was a fucking awesome cartoon. Why don't they make cartoons like that anymore? Uh, hello, Sandra. Hello, listeners. It's Rainbow Bright. So um, I was hoping I could check in on the show at least once a month. Last month didn't happen because... I'm a librarian and I have a million fucking interviews in August to get work for the fall. Uh, still looking for that stable job, but I make it work week to week. Uh, so I thought I was going to talk to you about my big fat lesbian wedding. Since we talk a lot about lesbian babies on this show, love and marriage. But no one wants to fucking hear about my wedding every month. So maybe I'll throw in some stuff about the wedding, but why don't we talk about homo stuff? Homo stuff is great. Um, first off, I really think that you should post on the lesbian and bisexual women of Winnipeg site on Facebook, the Facebook page. I think it would expand your audience. And I know, I know that there are crazy people there. I... There are crazy people anywhere, uh, and I apologize that you got chased off by a crazy placenta lady, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you, I'm sorry that you attract crazy people. I attract crazy people too. I understand your pain, but uh, not everybody is like that, and yeah. Some people won't like your show, but I don't know. I think you're the personality type that can get over it. So feel free to post anytime. Um, and maybe you'll get the iTunes reviews that you would like. So I have a big butch girlfriend who's named Lisa and she's fucking fabulous. But there's a funny thing that happened to us at Starbucks. Um, I'm a bit of a Starbucks whore. I have a problem. But uh, we go there quite frequently, and uh, so she orders her regular, very simple caramel frappuccino, and I spit out some ridiculously complicated coffee order that she doesn't understand. So 
when she offers to order for me and I spit out this like, I would like a half calf soy three pump green tea latte. She just looks at me. So I'm like, okay, well, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll just lean over you and order. So I lean over her, I order my coffee. And because I am a Starbucks whore, um, I have a gold card. So what the premise of this thing is that you, um, you get a free drink every 12 drinks that you buy. So I hand her the gold card when we go up to pay and I'm like, don't worry about mine. I have a free drink. Just give it to the guy and tell him you want the gold card bonus. So (laughs) I understand where her brain went with this, but it was really quite funny just because she is so butchy. She turns to the guy at the window and goes, I would like the gold star bonus, please. Nope. Nope, honey, I'm pretty sure that they do not they don't give free coffees because you're a gold star but it's it's very cute of you though (laughs) the guy looked traumatized at the window but it was worth it we got our coffees but i thought it was pretty funny so listeners we we have a mission and our mission is to make sure that sandra gets a new keurig coffee filter so that Sarah can have a peaceful cup of coffee. I don't think that's too much to ask. Like, she's not asking for a mansion or anything. Oh, yeah, and she wants a baby. Also, quite a reasonable request. So don't forget, because she refuses to plug herself, that you can go to Podbean and uh, donate to her there. If you have a PayPal account, you have absolutely no excuse for not donating because you do not even have to get off your ass and get your credit card. PayPal will put it through automatically. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. And if you can pay $12 for $1 a month of content, that's really not at all an unreasonable price. Um, so go to Podbean and uh, give Sandra some bunnies. I'm listening back to this and I'm realizing that I'm making a really horrible clicking noise, which I don't think I make normally but um I'm drinking tea so I apologize for that because it's really annoying and I've also said fucking like a million times in this podcast I don't usually swear unless I'm drunk and pretty sure I'm not drunk right now so this isn't easy um I'm realizing now so yeah well earned money for Sandra go donate podbean now please thank you Lastly, I would like to put to rest the rumor that you are the only lesbian in the universe. I know you have this theory and I know it seems that way, but let me assure you, I am a gold star. Lisa is a gold star. We're both relatively normal. Um, I, I think we fall into the category of butch and femme. I'm sure we fall into the category of butch and femme, although sometimes I don't see that in myself. Uh, but we're relatively normal. Like we're not any sub genre of lesbian, like granola dyke or like, I mean, we're just, we're just fucking a classic couple. So we're out there, um, you know, and there are normal ones out there and, and some of the oddballs are pretty fucking awesome too. So, uh, you're not alone in the universe. I just wanted to share that. And, um, 
next time I will share with you the story of how my mother wants to try and make us a traditional couple during our wedding and how it's not fucking working. Um, and I'm pretty sure we were promised some audio of your little Malcolm freaking out about uh, Thomas the Train and we never got it. Unless I missed a show somewhere. If I did, let me know. Because I'm a little bit of an idiot like that. But uh, keep up the good work. And I just wanted to say thanks. Oh, well, Rainbow, aren't you just the nicest girl in the whole wide world? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You're generous and nice. And gay. And nice and generous. And married to... Or almost married? Yeah, almost married to a woman. Uh, okay, listen. Let's talk this out. Let's talk this out. Okay, I've got a lot of notes here. Uh, Shira, Princess of Power, very big fan of that. I'd like to see that again. I wonder if that's on Netflix. Because that was good. It was a good kid's show. She was a strong woman. I don't think she was all that princessy, but didn't she have a sword? Anyway. Um, yeah. So Rainbow runs a site on Facebook, or a page on Facebook, called Lesbian and Bi Women of Winnipeg. And when I was pregnant, uh, Rainbow would post on that page, uh, a link to the return to sender show and just happened to be one of those episodes where I think I was talking like an idiot or I, you know what I think it was actually, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think I am. Cause I didn't know the sex of what I was having at that time. And I'm a tradition, like I'm a notorious, terrible communicator. Good thing I have a podcast. Right. And during that show, I remember worrying about having a gay son. Like, I think I listed in order what I would want if I could pick it would be like a gay daughter, a straight son, a straight daughter, or a gay son, which I know sounds really negative. Like, I don't want a gay son. And I, I assure you, I've come full circle on that. I'm not of that opinion anymore. But at the time, what I meant to say is I want for him the path of least resistance and the path that will gross me out the least. Really, and that's what it's all about. Because I just, I don't know. I, a lesbian daughter is awesome. Like, who wouldn't want that? Except for, well, a lot of people. But in my opinion, that to me is like just the ultimate being, I think. But I didn't mean I didn't want a gay son. And I promise you later on the next week, I thought about it. And I communicated better that I just didn't want him to get teased and beaten up because he's already going to have two moms. And that's enough of a burden. So that's what my point was. And I think the link she posted, this crazy woman... Uh, listen to it and she's like Rainbow why are you posting this here this is ridiculous I don't know she just kind of came at the show like she didn't like it and I understand it's our show's not for everyone or that show wasn't for everyone same as this one it's not for the faint of heart it's not for people who don't like poop it's not for people who don't like gay people it's not for people who don't like things that aren't politically correct but if that's what you want like if that's what you're after go listen to everything else stick to uh, TLC on TV stick to terrestrial radio there are lots of options for you. Podcasts aren't that. It's like you find somebody you like and you listen to them. And if you don't like them anymore, you stop listening to them. It's perfectly fine. But that's what it is. And I'm not changing who I am for some kind of weirdo on the internet. So she didn't like the show. And I ended up getting into some kind of exchange with her. Maybe maybe I made a joke about placenta jerky on that show. And guess what? Yeah. Guess what she did for a living, this crazy woman on Facebook. Yeah. P placenta encapsulator was her job. And she was like yelling at me or, you know, online yelling at me, computer, what do they call that? Keyboard activist or whatever about how I didn't know what I was talking about and it's not funny and it's what she does for a living. And I had to ask her six different times to tell me what that was. 
because I didn't know what a placenta encapsulator was and why that's important and that that was an actual fucking thing that you can do. I didn't know, but she didn't want to educate me. She just kind of brushed me off. And then finally, after like the fifth or sixth thing I wrote, trying to get her to explain it to me, she did. So ever since then, I've been a little bit afraid of that fucking lesbian and bi women of Winnipeg Facebook thing, because I was like, I do not, I just don't like, it's not even important enough to me to, to do that, to risk the wrath of this fucking awful woman. But Rainbow told me she's a bit combative anyway. She's just one of those people that likes to pick at something stupid. It's it, like, it's the fucking internet. Why are you taking yourself so seriously? Calm down. Just fucking calm down. Okay. So there's that now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Starbucks. Okay. So Sarah and I are on vacation and we've been to Starbucks, I think, four times in in the last four days, I'm pretty sure. Like, well, I'm pretty sure it's been once a day. And actually, I think she went there again today. She's got a bit of an addiction. She is as well a uh, gold card holder. And it's gotten to the point, because, like, I just, I'm a double-double kind of gal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy a latte or a cappuccino or something with espresso. But it's not it's not my regular bag. So I think I have more in common with Lisa in this aspect. Actually, I think I have a lot in common with Lisa, if you're going to take notes here. Um, I don't get it. And for people that don't know, if you're not a big lesbo, a gold star is a lesbian who's never, ever had sex with a man. So you're a gold star dyke if you have never had sex with a man. That's why she got confused, because she's a gold star. So she went up there instead of saying gold card, she's like gold star, because that's what she is. And you know what? Why don't we have cards for that? There should be cards for that. I am not a gold star, unfortunately. I had one brief incident when I was 14, and that's it. It's ruined. Not a gold star. Am I a silver star? I should be a reclaimed gold star because it's been, well, it's been 20 years. Wow. Wow. That was a huge mistake. And the thing that's more terrifying than that is my niece is just about to turn 14. And thank the sweet Lord Jesus, she's is not nearly as stupid as I was. Not nearly. So good for her. Uh, yeah... You know, and Starbucks is a whole nother language too, because I do the thing that Lisa does with you. I just, I lean back in my chair and I let Sarah order whatever the fuck she wants. I don't even know what she wants. She wants a, what did she get the other day? A non-fat, no whip, pumpkin spice latte with one pump. Like, where the fuck are we? I just, I just want a fucking coffee. What do you want? Well, I don't. And then I got into it. I'm like, oh, well, I want a salted caramel mochaccino. Like, who the fuck am I all of a sudden? Why don't I go get a pedicure and a facial while we're fucking at it? Anyway, and thanks. You're, you're the best uh, promotions person I have for the donating thing. And you're right. You know what? Podcasting is really hard. It's really hard, and it kind of feels lame sometimes. Like, when I first started the show, the first, like, five episodes were hard. It's really hard to sit in a room and pretend that anybody gives a shit. And it's weird to think that someone's going to be listening to the things that you're talking about doing whatever the hell they're doing and doing it with another person was so much easier because you just kind of talk to each other right but now I'm looking at this weird microphone and pretending that you're on the other side of it and I try to anticipate what you could possibly be saying to me except when it's contrary to what I'm saying because I just I'm the only opinion that matters I have creative control here and guess what I'm keeping it yes never again never again will I give creative control to anyone ever again yeah be careful who you buddy up with okay yeah Anyway, uh, right. So thanks for mentioning that you should donate because it's not easy, but it would be nice if you did. I'd really appreciate it if you did because we're, we're, we're about to spend a lot of money trying to make a baby. I can't go into any more detail than that. That's as much as you're getting. 
until I have some very good news to share with you. But until then, that's all I've got. But if you can't donate, you know what you can do instead? Fuck off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fuck off if you can't. That's okay. Yeah, everybody's got a fucking dollar, okay? It doesn't have to be $5. It can be a dollar a year. Why don't you do that? If everybody put in a dollar a year, well, mind your own business of how many people that would be or how much money that would be. Okay, here we go. I've got a segment from, what should we do here? Let's go with Jolene. Hey, Sandra, this is Jolene. I'm sending in my own segment because Dr. Mike is saving the world and I am just sitting in traffic. So... I just listened to your podcast about your lovely, lovely neighbor, and she sounds like a gem. Just a gem. Uh, I had a similar experience with a neighbor that lived above me in an apartment complex, and it was a whole family. And we were living there for about six months before the family moved in. They moved in, and shortly after, we moved out. And... <laughs> And it wasn't about kids making kids noise because we're fine with that. We actually lived in a place right after that that had lots of kids every weekend, all the time. And we loved it. We enjoyed it. We actually missed it when we moved to another place that didn't have kids running around. So that wasn't the problem. It was the thumping and the loud kaboom that felt like bowling balls were going to come through our ceiling. So, um one or two confrontations about that and we tried to explain um to the mom so it was a whole family three three kids two boys one girl we hardly ever saw the girl um hardly ever saw the mom and we saw the boys all over the place so they ran the show and that was fairly obvious so um the third or fourth time that uh, my boyfriend at the time went up to talk to the mom again and said, you know, we can still hear the kids, like, do something, or something. And he's like, I saw them slam each other down, like in a wrestling move. So these kids are just wrestling. And I almost said wrestle. Shit. Jesus. <laughs> um, they were wrestling around, and... Um, you know, loud, giant crash, boom. Like, it was shaking their furniture in the apartment when he was speaking to the mother. So he kind of just said, okay, guess this is kind of useless. So um, another time at 3 in the morning, they put on some music that was like womp, 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 over and over and over and over again for about two and a half hours. And that's where he reached his, his noise level limit, and he got pretty upset about it. Then there was another, another time. Oh, well, these little kids were uh, putting on helmets and throwing each other downstairs. So we're working with geniuses, pure genius. So they were disrespectful. Um, they were just out to make as much noise as possible. After the first or second time that we talked to them about it, it felt like they did it more just because we asked them not to. And it's almost like human nature to do exactly what we're told, the exact opposite of what we're told to do. And it's like this rebellious teenager in all of us, I guess, because then they were just made more noise and more noise. So 
got to the point where when I would drive my car out of the building, there was a long driveway where the kids would play, which was a genius idea. Uh, they, when I drove by, the kids would run up and hit the back of my car. And when I stopped and, and got out of the car, and I said, you can't do that. It's a moving car. You can't just run up. I didn't do anything. That was their response. I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. I didn't just watch you in my rear view mirror come up, hit my car with a little sour puss face on. Okay. I'm dreaming it up. So, whatever. They were annoying little shit. So, it got to the point where, I don't know, the 10th time. <laughs> no, it wasn't that many. It was about four or five times. He's, he went up to the... Um, to the neighbors and said, we're gonna have to tell the manager next time this happens. This is getting ridiculous. We're trying to be neighborly. Try not to get the fuzz involved, <laughs> but this is ridiculous. And the next day the manager approached us and said that we scared her. We scared the mother and we yelled at her and we threatened her, which we did not. And he did not. I listened to every single conversation because I'm a control freak like that. I wanted to make sure that he wasn't mean to her because that's important to me. And he's not, he was He was nice. I mean, he was upset, but he wasn't calling her names or anything. So anyways, we just said, all right, fine, fuck it. We're moving out. And so that is how two little terrors will destroy your life. No, um, but we found a much better place much nicer neighbors. We never had a problem. We lived in a duplex where we shared a wall. Uh, we never heard a peep from that wall. And whenever we were outside, we were always invited to barbecues. We were, you know, welcome to join in the neighborhood fun. It feels like the luck of the draw with the neighbors. Like, you either get really awesome neighbors or super shitty neighbors. Um, and so my goal in life is to be a super awesome neighbor. And if I was making that much noise, I would be mortified. And I would genuinely knock that shit off because I know how shitty it is to have neighbors that annoy you to the point where you can't enjoy your home. So um, I hope you resolve your beef with um Theo. I love that you called her Theo. Like, um, Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> yeah, she sounds like a peach. She's, um, the thing about Canadian niceness is it sounds very passive-aggressive. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, you're apologizing for, um, not your own behavior, but the other person. Like, I'm so sorry that you're annoyed by my music. <laughs> That's that's how I would hear it. Like, oh, I'm so so sorry. I would just, you know, let's let's be real. Like, if you're upset, be upset. Let her fucking have it. She needs to be taught not to be a passive aggressive little bitch. All right, I've been driving on the freeway way too long, which is why I got really aggressive with the language. All right. I will talk to you later. Okay, I really don't like that sing-songiness.
Ugh, fuck. Okay, bye. Well, Jesus Christ, it's good to know I'm not alone on the neighbor front. I just feel like you should just... I mean, I had the talk with her already. I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but her music was so loud it was vibrating my bed, right? We had talked about it before, everything was great, and then she slowly started turning it up louder and louder and louder. And then finally, yesterday morning, I couldn't fucking take it anymore, so I went over there and we had a talk. And then she ended up slamming the door in my face. Uh, I don't think it went well, but this morning, I was, for the first time in at least two weeks, maybe even longer, maybe I'm shortchanging how long it actually lasts, I was able to sleep in, Malcolm slept in, the whole household got up at 8.30 this morning. 8.30. That is unfucking heard of. Because usually, what would have happened is he would have slept in till 8.30, I would have gotten up, she gets up and gets herself all theoed up uh, somewhere around between 6.45 and 7.15 every day. It starts, depending, right? So I was able to sleep in. Usually I'd get awakened, awakened, awoken, woke up, awake, whatever by her shitty music and not be allowed to wake up on my own naturally. And I know it's stupid and I know it's maybe a half hour more sleep, but there's something about waking up on your own and just being like, ah, instead of like, oh, the dumb cunt. Why isn't she just fucking turn it down? There's a huge difference there. I wake, I woke up today. I threw back the covers and uh, Malcolm ran in. It was just, perfect i just we had both gotten up at the same time hi mama mama i'm awake do you want to go downstairs okay it's just like the best right it was just it made such a difference because she turned down her fucking music i just whatever i think people are so fucking inconsiderate it's just unbelievable oh also while we're on the subject of malcolm and i do have the thomas video all queued up here to play it it's really anticlimactic we went through anyway i'll explain it later uh I was told last night, we have a little a little book in the shape of a tractor with wheels, okay? And it's the, the tractor's name is Bumpy, and he goes bump, bump, bump. So he really wanted to read that book. So we brought it into his bedroom last night. When I put him to bed, I read him the book, and he looks at me, he's like, you don't read that book very good. I was like, what? He's like, mommy reads that book better. So I, I slapped him in the face. I said, what did you fucking say to me? Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. In the wake of all that Peterson, Minnesota Vikings nonsense. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's not funny. Can we talk about that for a second? So this Peterson guy, Sarah's brother, the adopted one. I hate to specify that way, but whatever. I don't know. What did I name him? Oh, I don't even remember. I gave him a stupid name. Jerome? What did I name him? Anyway, the adopted one. I hate to say that, but whatever. He is the sweetest, kindest, gentlest giant you've ever met. He loves sports like crazy. And if any of you are not crazy and you're attractive, and you want kids, and you like tall, handsome black guys, uh, let me know, okay? Because he's single, and I, I really want to set him up with somebody nice. That's not crazy. Uh, you're going to need reference letters, though, because I really like him, and I just don't want any fucking lunatic to date him, okay? I really like him. He, he texted uh, Sarah, and he's like, because he got Malcolm a Peterson jersey, because this guy is like his favorite football player right now, and uh, he got him a Vikings jersey. Like the whole deal, the thing must have been a hundred fucking dollars. It was just, it's like pimped out with like all the shit on it that I don't understand. He's like, Sarah, I want you to to take down that Vikings jersey. Peterson like got caught uh, taking a switch from a tree and beating his four year old son with it. So much so that he's left marks, like bleeding marks. Like who is he? Fucking Joe Jackson? What the fuck is he doing? You can't hit kids like that. That's not nice. 
Like, okay, some of you think, well, I'm going to spank my kid. There is a huge difference, although I don't think you should spank any kids. I don't think you need to. And don't get me wrong, I've been fucking frustrated. I've been like, grit your teeth, eyes bugging out of your head, fucking irritated with my kid. But you don't need to hit them. I remember being a kid and not being allowed to communicate what I was feeling. And I'd just get smacked. It's like, you're not listening. The problem nine times out of 10 is you're not listening. You're not receptive. You don't want to hear what they have to say. Can you compromise in a certain way? Because with my kid, if you yell, and I have yelled, not going to lie about it. I have definitely raised my voice when he makes that fucking awful noise. It drives me insane, that high-pitched squeal. I've been like, what? What do you want? (gasps) And then he starts crying. And then it just takes so much longer to clean up that fucking mess than it does to just be get down on his level, look him in his eye and say, what do you need? Calmly. Way easier, way less work. So why the fuck you'd beat a kid? Like, what could a kid have possibly done so bad that you had to walk all the way outside? Because he lives in a mansion. He's got to, right? He's a millionaire. Walk all the way outside, find a switch, cut it down, bring it all the way back into the house, and proceed to beat him with it. Like, there's not enough cool down time. What could a four-year-old possibly do to warrant that? Shame on you, Mr. Peterson. Shame on you. And then there's this fucking rice idiot. Okay, I know we've all talked about this. I heard about this on Keith and the Girl. I saw it on TMZ on Twitter. I watched the video. He knocks, okay, they're walking down a casino hallway. Uh, They're kind of, you know, she's kind of pushing him away a little bit. They get into into the elevator. The second that door closes, he hits her. And she goes to like push him back, like to get him away from her. And He punches her in the face. She goes down, boom, bangs her head on the railing, out cold on the floor. And here's the thing. I know we all know that domestic violence is wrong. I'm not here to dispute that. They had too much to drink. That's great. Good for you. You keep your fucking hands to yourself. Punch the wall if you have to. But here's my concern. Uh, He went from a two-day suspension, okay, to now he's been fired. And he can't play football. And he can't play football in Canada. Now, what do you think he's going to do to his wife? You think he's not going home and saying, bitch, this all your fault. I'm going to fuck you up. Like he could go home and beat her in the privacy of his own home every day until she's got fucking brain damage for the next 20 years. Because what is he going to do now? Is he going to sell cars? He's probably got no fucking education, no money rolling in. What is he going to do now? She's dead. She's as good as dead. Like, I don't know. Not that I'm trying to blame the victim or anything, but he's an asshole. And now her getting, him punching her is obviously her fault in his mind, right? So him knocking her out is her fault. And now him losing his job is also her fault. Hmm. You better run. You better run. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I feel bad for the whole situation. What a fucking idiot. But you can't expect men to go on the field, just about kill each other every single day, be trained to do that and not and be nonviolent at home. It must be really hard to separate the two, but you never hit a woman or a child. What the fuck? Smarten the hell up. Did I ever tell you about the time, the one time I remember my mom ever hitting me? Yeah, I think it's the one real spanking I got. I, I don't know how old it was, but I'm old enough to remember. We had this curio cabinet, super 70s. Um, it had a glass, it had glass sliding doors where they'd kind of be attached in the middle, two separate panes, and you could take one from the right, swing it to the left, and the whole right side would be open. So I decided, that was in the basement, my mom was doing laundry, and I decided it would be really funny for me to go in there and then close the glass and call her, because I thought she would think it was hilarious that I could fit in there. She didn't think it was funny. She 
opened it, grabbed me, pulled me out and smacked me around. Don't go in there. You're going to get stuck in there. And I, I like to think this is all Punky fucking Brewster's fault. Do you know why? Because there was an episode of Punky Brewster. Like as if there wasn't oxygen in this curio cabinet thing though. As if. Like I'm just going to die in there. I got in. I can get out. So there's an episode of Punky Brewster. And I like to blame the majority of the child abuse I suffered on Punky Brewster. But in this instance, it's true. And let me tell you why. Uh, there was an episode of Punky Brewster where there was a little kid and somebody had thrown out a fridge or a freezer on the show. And this kid climbed in there and shut himself in, herself in. And uh, I don't know, it came close to dying or something like that. So it was like a big thing. And after that, everybody would take the lid, the door off the fridge or the lid off the fridge. So I'm thinking that's where she went in her brain that I was going to suffocate in there. Except that's not how oxygen works. You know, if there's a big gape. Uh, there were several holes. Anyway, that's the one time I remember my mom beating the shit out of me. And I'm sure she would say today that that never happened or that I deserved it. That's okay. Sorry. Right. Whatever. Live and learn. Live and learn, right? Live and learn. Oh, wow. That was a lot of talk about nothing there. Holy shit. I'm also concerned about this bitch, Theo, going on my deck because our decks are right next to each other. Each other. Sorry. There's like, there's, yeah. Like if she's outside, you're kind of already outside. So it's, I, I don't know. I, 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 I hope she moves. Do you think she'll move? Oh, I hope she moves. Fucking obnoxious bitch. Uh, right. And I don't have a problem if she wants to crank the music, but at an appropriate time. I don't feel like that early in the morning is an appropriate time. Okay, check. Appropriate, check. Beating children, check. Peterson, check. And those kids that hit the back of your car, they need a, they need a talking to. Because your children are a reflection of your parenting ability. And in a sense, a reflection of who you are. So these kids, not good kids. Not good parenting. Not good kids. Remember that when you're a lazy asshole. Remember that. And don't get me wrong, okay? Sometimes we come home after school, I put an episode of fucking Thomas on, and I just dig around on my phone. Because I need that half hour to just decompress from work, have some fucking quiet time, but I don't feel bad about it. It's just when it's like that, with like, the only time you see your kids is to give them some macaroni and cheese on the couch, and then you come back, tell them to get the fuck to bed. That's shitty parenting. And I think that's what those kids had. Like, as if I'm going to let my kids fucking put on a helmet and throw themselves, throw themselves down the stairs. Well, maybe I will. I, have, I don't have two yet. Maybe when you have two, you kind of like just give up. Maybe that's, the, I don't know, maybe that's what happens. Okay, I think that's it. This has been really long. I'm so sorry. I'm sure, oh, I was going to play the Thomas. Okay, hang on. I'm just going to put it right into the microphone here because I'm too lazy to download it and upload and swing load. Okay, so this is what's happened. We're driving Thomas the train. Like, it's a surprise. He knows he's getting a surprise. He doesn't know what the surprise is. So we're driving and the Thomas train, like with the face and everything, is on the track right next to the highway we're driving on. So I thought he was going to freak out and like have like a crazy reaction and everything. And it would blow his mind because Thomas is his favorite thing in the whole wide world right now. And I have about, I don't know, 40 trains downstairs to testify to that fact. So... It's kind of, he's just super cash. He's like, oh, yeah. So I'll play it for you, and it's going to be anticlimactic. But whatever. I promised Rainbow, and she's my favorite listener now, so got to do what she says. All right, I'll play this, and I think we'll stop. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah, iTunes reviews, Twitter, Facebook, meh, whatever. Fuck off. Can you see out the window? Look through the front window. What do you, no, over here, sweetie. Right here. You'll see it right over there. Does it look familiar? It's blue. Do you see that big blue thing right here? What is It's a surprise! Can you see what it is? I, 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 I saw it right here. 
On the railroad track. I saw my surprise. I saw my surprise. Who is that? I saw my surprise. Look out, look out the window by Nina. You can see it. Look. That's my surprise. Who's that on the train track? <laughs> Is it Thomas? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and there you have it. So, whatever. <laughs> I thought it was going to blow his fucking mind. We spent so much money on these goddamn tickets. And honestly, the train ride itself on Thomas the train was the lamest thing ever. We went backwards and then we went forwards and it was like, wow, hmm, 25 bucks a ticket for this, hey? Yeah. Oh, great. Uh-huh. hundred bucks for this stupid, the train ride was the worst, but they had lots of fun activities and shit there. And we were in line. I have a question for those of you who have hairy asses and those of you dating men with, well, assuming men with hairy asses. How, okay. So we're standing behind this guy. And the other thing I wanted to tell you about what I observed is I wasn't the only 35 year old dad there trying to recapture my youth. I saw a lot of original NES related t-shirts a lot of Mario Brothers shirts. Uh, there was just like t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirts. I'm not the only the only guy trying to be a dad and be a human. I just, we're all trying to be so cool, but we're not. We're not cool anymore. There's nothing cool or relevant about me or really any of you. Although I did like some of those shirts and I, I think maybe I'll look for those. I should have worn my number one dad shirt, but... The point I'm trying to make is we were behind this, one of these cool dads uh, in inappropriately tight shorts and he was wearing one of these shirts and he bent down to pick up his kid and it just so happens that he wasn't wearing any underwear and his inappropriately tight shorts were about halfway down his ass crack, right? So if you could freeze frame... There was Sarah, myself, my niece, all standing behind him. And the only thing to look at when he bent down was the kid. So we were looking at the kid. But then in my periphery, I see this giant, white, extremely hairy ass. And if you could take a freeze frame photo of the three of us getting stuck in this, like, disgusted face, looking at this fucking gross, hairy ass crack, you would have seen, like... We were all like, like dry heaving. We were all throwing up in our mouths a little bit. But my question to you is, A, how can you possibly ever find that attractive? Like the amount of hair sprouting out of the ass crack, well above the cheeks. Like it was like an inch long. Okay, A, how do you find that attractive? B, how do you tolerate that? I just like smooth, soft skin, but like, like, do you get your rings stuck in that hair? What, I just, bracelets? Because, you know, sometimes bracelets will get stuck on your arm here. Like, when, when you're touching his butt while you're copulating, does your bracelet or anything ever get stuck in his ass hair? Does anybody have any, like, ass hair stories? And the next point I'm trying to make is you have hair on your ass, right? Okay, we've covered that. Let's pretend you're a man with a hairy ass trying to stay relevant at a Thomas the Train event. When you bend over, do you not feel the wind rustling through your ass hair because he was down there a long time like a, a fair amount of time that I think I can I can memorize his ass hair I think I have it memorized like I there were moles 
I think I know them all. It's like I got sucked into this disgusting pit of despair that was this man's hairy ass. And I couldn't look away. But my question is, what I'm trying to fucking get to here, the meat of the situation, how do you not feel that much hair on your ass in the wind? Like I had that gross cheek hair, but it was one single solitary hair that I was immensely ashamed of. I still, you know, we could talk about that for another 45 minutes. But as a man, how do you not feel, I don't know, 50,000 coarse black hairs blowing in the wind? And he was not aware that his whole fucking ass was out. And it was windy. And the hair was blowing. I saw it. I saw it blow. He did no, in no way, shape, or form did he rush to either put down the kid or pull up his pants. No. No, I say. No. So I don't get it. I don't get it. For the love of Christ, someone fill me in here. I don't know. Okay, anyway, that's it. I am good. I'm done. So this is the fourth show of five. In a series of five, I wanted to see if I could do it, and I can do it, and I have two segments from Kendra that will fill up the next show because I'm sick of me, and uh, don't don't get me wrong, that won't stop me from fucking talking because I'll just keep talking. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for having me. Enjoy your fucking stupid awesome lives. Thanks for the iTunes reviews. I could use another one. I'm almost at 20 on the Canadian site, so if somebody could just leave one review, preferably a good one, could you just lie and say you enjoy the show? That'd be great. Okay, okay, that's it. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my box of wine. It's 12.30 now. Total, legit time to start seriously drinking. Hopefully I can pass out by two, up by four. It'll be great. Okay, see you later. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. I won't see you, but I'll talk to you. Okay, whatever. Bye.